You can get it done. What's more, you gotta get it done. There's a gleam, man. There's a gleam. Let's get the gleam, all right? Let's go. Want a piece of that championship? Put it in here. Hey, guys, where else would you rather be? This is Hour 2 of Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson on the WRAD Talk Network. for you, Hokey Bob. <laughs> Great stuff, man. 639-4900. That's the Baker team hotline. <laughs> yeah, Bob uh, mentioned that, I think, a couple texts a couple days ago in a text. is like, that's such a great song. And I'm like, yeah, I haven't heard that in a while. It really is. Monkeys had some good stuff, man. You got to give some props to those guys, right? They started out as this novelty TV act, then they took themselves seriously as musicians, and then decided to become legitimate musicians. Well, maybe not Davy Jones, but the rest of the band did. I mean, come on, this song, "Daydream Believer," I'm a believer. When I saw her face, I mean, come on, Pleasant Valley Sunday, they littered the music charts, man. A lot of people mistake them as being one-hit wonders. They're not. They had some sustained success there, and they did it on their own because Michael Nesmith kind of was the songwriting, I think, truest musician of that band, and they wanted to be taken seriously, and boy, they did. They sure did. But in any event, good song, Hokey Bob. Appreciate that. 744-2990. We don't mind. I mean, I will play song suggestions. I mean, I will do it. For the most part. (laughs) As long as it's within reason. Like, I don't want any Natalie Imbruglia requests. We had a fun topic the other day. Wayne and I were talking on the text line. You want to hear a very unpopular take about a band that I don't care for at all, that people are going to say, what? Rick Watson, not a fan of Pink Floyd in any way, shape, or form. Your thoughts? Don't like it? Never did. Not saying I don't respect whatever place they have. Roger Waters and company. I'm not a Pink Floyd guy. Never have been. That's why you haven't heard it on the program. <laughs> I just, it's just nothing that doesn't appeal to me. 
I mean, just because you're told something is great doesn't necessarily mean it's great. They're kind of associated with lots of drug use coming up through the 70s and so forth. I mean, I'm told that broccoli is good for me. I am never going to have a plate full of broccoli. (laughs) Not a Pink Floyd guy. Don't know. You know, how you feel about that? There's got to be artists out there that you th- that are told, that we're told, are so great, that are such in high regard, but yet you hear them and you go, <sighs> click. That's my band that I just, and this never have got, I just don't, you know. I mean, I know Dark Side of the Moon, one of the most revered, Musical releases ever. Another brick in the wall. I know. I get it. I know. I've heard it my whole life. I just that's not something you're gonna find. You're not gonna get in my my vehicle and hear me blaring some Pink Floyd. Maybe that happens the you know, if I ever go to Floyd Fest and just camp out for four days, then maybe some Pink Floyd will start to uh just fly out of my Jeep. Yeah, this is good stuff, man. <laughs> uh, all right, I digress. Bill Rolfe, David Teal coming up in uh, hour three. College hoops last night in the ACC. North Carolina held on to beat Syracuse. That's Virginia Tech's next opponent, by the way, the Qs. 72-68. Carolina now 15-6, and Armando Baycott, 18 points and 8 rebounds. Miami crushed Florida State, 86-63. Isaiah Wong had 18 points and 9 rebounds. NC State held off Notre Dame, 85-82. Kevin Keats' squad now 16-5, 6-4 in the ACC. The Joiner kid had 28 points last night for the pack. And Clemson wearing all purple. E.J. Hall, 17.7 boards, and they beat up on Georgia Tech, who, much like the football team, not very good in basketball. They're now 8-12. 72-51 for Clemson as they continue to lead the ACC. All right? <laughs> I have people who are both understanding and not understanding about my Pink Floyd comment coming over on the text line at 744 <laughs> And just that's just the way it is, man. You know, I mean, everybody has things that appeal to their ear. They just have never, ever appealed to my ear in any way, shape, or form. I mean, not questioning their musicianship or anything like that. I'm not, I'm not a musician, so I can't sit there and say, but I'm just, you know. National perspective last night, number five, Kansas State, an opponent of Radford University, lost for just the third time at Iowa State. The Cyclones win it, 80-76. to That was number five, K-State, against number 12, Iowa State. Texas beat Oklahoma State, 89-75. Of course, Texas, with their interim coach, playing pretty well, top 10 team. They're now 17-3. and about TCU? They go to the national championship game. Yes, I know, it didn't fare well. 
65-7. But the basketball team, 16-4. and They beat Oklahoma 79-52. I mean, that's, that's pretty impressive. Big 12 ACC night last night on the hardwood. That really is impressive, though. I mean, I'll give them that. And then tonight, um, there's some interesting matchups from a national perspective. Of course, Tech won't play again for a few days. Xavier, UConn tonight. Houston, number three, trying to rebound from a loss. Against UCF, who was ranked at one time. Georgia and Tennessee, not going to have the same vibe as the football game did this year, but still a rivalry. Butler and Providence in the Big East. Mississippi State, Alabama. Alabama's number two in the country. It's 17-2. and two. Number two in the country. And uh, Texas A&M will take on Auburn. Buzz Williams squad going to take on the Eagles tonight in college basketball. All right, there you go. So now the folks who are saying, hey, don't worry about it. I'm not a big Pink Floyd person either is now outweighing the people yelling at me for not liking Pink Floyd. <laughs> 7442990. We got like a 8 to 6 I don't like Pink Floyd either text message thing going right now. And again, this isn't like me coming on and ripping them. Like I'm not I'm not saying that they're not Whatever is appealing or has been accepted as appealing, I'm not saying they're not that to somebody else, just not for me. Everybody has things that they like. I mean, Wayne is admitting, and I'm sorry, Wayne, I'm going to tell on you, Wayne is admitting uh, through the text line that he's a big Debbie Gibson fan. (laughs) Now, I was a big Debbie Gibson fan, but not necessarily for music at the time. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I don't know, Wayne. You and I agree on a lot, especially musically. But Debbie Gibson? Let's see here. What was her big, uh, was this her big hit? I'm going to play one of her songs here. I'm going to play a Debbie Gibson song so Wayne can be happy. Because I know he's probably mad that I'm calling him out for his Debbie Gibson. Here we go. All right, Wayne, this is for you. He said he had her poster on his door. Okay, that's you know what? That's fine. It's for you, Wayne. Well, listen, if you're going to have her poster on your door, I understand completely. All right? <laughs> I mean, this beats Tom Galbraith having a... Uh, Boy George all over his wall as a teenager. There you go. That's for you, Wayne. Debbie Gibson. You know, but I do believe, if I'm not mistaken, she actually wrote these songs, right? Wayne would know. Like, I think she actually took the time to write her songs. I mean, this isn't offensive at all. Little, little DG there. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> That's for you, Wayne. And other people are like, oh, my God. And this is a guy who says he doesn't like Pete and Floyd and he's playing Debbie Gibson. I know. I know. <laughs> Everybody has their guilty music pleasures, man. I admitted mine. Look, yeah, I mean, I, I can't make fun of anybody's music because I admitted last week that I, I liked some of the David Cassidy. It was under the guise of the Partridge family, but it was all David Cassidy. I liked some of that stuff. I did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Wayne saying, yes, you certainly just lost listeners playing Debbie. Well, maybe not. There are probably people out there who are secretly grooving, right? They don't ever want to admit it. All of a sudden, they hear Debbie, and they're sitting there bobbing their head, tapping their finger on the steering wheel as they're sitting at the stoplight. Yeah, we won't discount. We're not going to discount the whole <laughs> the Debbie Gibson fanship that might be out there, Wayne. I'm going to hold true that that's probably accurate. <laughs> uh, good stuff. Good stuff. Also, good stuff coming up. Uh, Bill Roth, the Roth Report, and uh, David Teal. That'll be in uh, our Hall of Fame hour number three here on this Wednesday. Also, as I did last time, uh, last hour heading out, we're getting ready to head into the the break here. If you want to go see the Radford-Longwood game on ESPNU tomorrow night, I have tickets here to give away. And you can call me up at 639-4900, and uh, they are yours if you want to go. And we'll take care of that during the break. As we head out here, again, 639-4900, Radford and Longwood, expecting a big crowd. Lancers are the defending conference champions. They have a former Tech player on their team, and uh, the Dedman Center is going to be rocking tomorrow night. So if you want to go, then please call me up, and uh, we'll give you some tickets. All right, we're going to step out for that break, and we will return here on this Wednesday edition. Be safe if you're out and about. It's a little rainy now. Got a little wet out there. More coming up. Don't go away. He won't sit, but oh boy, does he speak. More Big Dog Sports Talk next on WRAD. Seven four four twenty nine ninety on the text line. Bottom of the hour is coming up, and then we have the power hour coming up because it's, uh, you know, that's exactly what it is with a couple of Hall of Famers, Bill Roth and uh, David Teal joining us, the Roth Report. Get David's take on Tech, Virginia, where they are. I asked him that question about Duke basketball. I'm not sure exactly where they are. 
do they do they look like a team that might kind of level off for a while? Not necessarily be a bad team, but could they like, for instance, go on a maybe one of those situations where they're going to be on a bubble and be kind of fade out a little bit under John Shire, which it would be natural. But I kind of sense that. We'll see. Okay. We'll see. But I'll ask him, as he watched him up close and personal against Tech, about where that might be headed. Because, I don't know. The aura is not there. Carolina, maybe they're starting to put it together. You know, they got a win last night at Syracuse. It's not an easy place to play. Of course, Baycott being out there makes it so much a different type of task to take them on. So we'll see. We'll see. ACC, still I think it does run through Charlottesville right now. I I have a sense, though, Carolina is going to end up probably looking like that hype team back in November in February. I mean, they could be the candidate like Tech was last year to kind of run through that tournament. Feels like, and I think they got caught up in several things. I think they got caught up in a little overzealousness because of how many of the starters came back, and then of course they all got paid. They all got paid, and that's fine in today's NIL, right? But much like those free agent contracts that a lot of players sign, all of a sudden they kind of tail off a little bit. Their production value doesn't necessarily line up with the deal they just was able to get that second or third contract, maybe that's probably some of the hangover. And I think it's going to happen. It's going to be more it's going to be more substantial as we go forward with kids who are getting paid and and it's pay to play. It's not it's just say it for what it is. You're getting paid to play football or basketball or whatever sport you work out. But the main deals are going to go through those two because it's the high revenue sport. And it'll be men's basketball. Let's just say it the way it is. Those are the two revenue sports. Your best baseball programs in the country, for the most part, lose money. Right? They don't make money. It's pay to play. And sometimes maybe you get into that mode and then you have that contract and then all of a sudden, boom. You're just not that guy or gal. Who is this year's ACC surprise? Well, I don't know if Clemson can be counted on as a surprise because they're first place. Pitt has had a big year. I think Wake could probably rise up. You know, last year they had the great regular season. They weren't ready for the postseason. This year they're good in the regular season, but maybe they start to be that team. You can never count out Jim Laranaga in the postseason down at Miami. I was surprised that how badly they beat up Florida State last night. The Seminoles have been playing much better. I mean, they haven't been good this year, but they had been playing better. Boy, they just got their doors blown off last night by the Canes. And, you know, they're kind of hit or miss. You don't know which Miami team you're going to get, right? And that's Tech's got them a couple times coming up. So, interesting that Keon Brown uh, said it was going to be fiction that Tech was going to go on a big run now. 
He doesn't think that they have that missing ingredient. He's just going by the eyeball test, right? Uh, eyeball test. He's just saying, look, this is what I see. I don't see that same type of eye of the tiger, if you will. Yes, of course, I'm going to use a Rocky reference. So we'll see how all that plays out. But he did say it was fact that uh, Virginia will be the bell cow for the league. Halfway home on a Wednesday. Come on back with us. This is Mike Ashley, star of Stage, Screen, and Local Pub, saying, listen to Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson. <laughs> Local pubs, plural, for the Radford Hall of Famer, Mike Ashley. <laughs> uh, Bill Roth and uh, David Teal coming up in our Hall of Fame uh, Power Hour. We're getting more musical confessions here. It's kind of cool on the text line, 744-2990. Grant says, I'm not a big Doors guy. People think Jim Morrison is God's gift. I never was a fan. All right, no problem with that. Appreciate that, Grant. I'm, I'm okay on the Doors. I don't, I'm not, I don't like all of it, but yeah, I mean, they had a little different mindset toward music. Amy, hey, a peepette chimes in. Good morning, Amy. She says, hey. I get ripped apart all the time by my friends. I'm not a big Beatles fan. Okay. Believe it or not, I've heard that a lot from my surrounding area of peeps. I get that. Now, I like the Beatles. I respect everything they've done for music. and Not all of it. I didn't like the early stuff because that's when they were kind of like Let's just be honest. When they got started, they were kind of like the uh, 60s version of the Backstreet Boys and NSYNC. Let's go to the uh, Baker team hotline. Hey, good morning. Who's this? Wayne from Rapper. How you doing? I'm good, Wayne. How you doing, man? Well, my phone went out. I had to. I was over here with my buddy, so I had to borrow his. Well, I hope you get your phone fixed, Wayne. <laughs> I'm going to get another phone. No, okay, good, good. I hate these phones. Hey, do y'all do requests for, uh, like, soft rock of the 70s? <laughs> yeah, what you got? What you got? <laughs> uh, the Carpenters. The Carpenters, all right. All right, what, uh, you, what you got? What you got? Uh, Maybe Ticket to Ride. All right, so you want some Carpenters. All right, we can do that. A little Karen Carpenter fan, are you? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they owned the radio station back then. That's all they played. Well, you're right. You're exactly right. They uh, Let's give them their props, right? I mean, she's still got regarded as having one of the greatest voices, right, ever? Oh, yeah, she's great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, anyway, y'all have a blessed day. All right, thanks, Wayne. Appreciate you. All right, all right. there you go. Little, little Carpenters, hey, here we go. We always deliver on our promises. We said we would take requests. Here you go. Here you go, Wayne. And now, as we slide into another easy hour of Light 95, here's the Carpenters with Ticket to Ride. It's for you, Wayne. Very slow beginning to uh, Ticket to Ride here. Kind of fits the weather outside, a little bit of chilly rain falling. You think I'm gonna 
It's their version, of course, of the Beatles song, by the way. Okay? People want to know. They've heard Ticket to Ride, yes. There you go. That's just for you, Wayne. (laughs) Uh, A little carpenter's ticket to ride there. Any event, I digress. It's fun, though. It's fun reading the texts. (laughs) Now people are yelling at me for playing that version of Ticket to Ride. Look, I just took a request, okay? Our legal counsel, Richie Davis, says the music that we all dig but won't admit is Culture Club. I won't deny that. Hey, I like Church of the Poison Mind. I, I was one of my favorite 80s songs. I'm with you. Didn't hate Karma Chameleon at the time. <laughs> now, I didn't have posters taped all over my wall like Tom Galbraith, the current athletic director at Randolph College, former colleague. But, yeah, I'm not going not gonna to do that. Not gonna, I'm not going to deny that. Sure. There's a reason that they sold millions and millions of records. But, you know, it's, it's fun. You get this kind of reaction when you talk about music because music is kind of our elixir for the soul, right? We, you, one way or the other, you, you just put on something that, you know, what kind of day you're having. Like, I didn't have a great morning yesterday. And then you start kind of easing into it and you start playing some stuff and it kind of... <sighs> we got a lot going on at Deadman with uh, ESPNU coming in and they're going to overtake the uh, the building and so forth. There's a lot of stress involved in a nationally televised game. But, uh, you know, you just kind of take it all in stride. That's why I opened up today with a little bit of... A um, little bit of... Uh, Tommy James and the Shandells. Towing the line. Or dragging the line, I'm sorry. I was thinking um, <laughs> a little... Right there, I was thinking, Toto, hold the line for a second. So Wayne's wife, Carol, likes some Rick Springfield, huh? Is it too cliche to play Jesse's girl? Yeah, I'm going to play this one. Here we go. This is the one I like right here. I like this one. Man, Rick Springfield was a phenomenon. Let's just say it for what he is. Wasn't he on General Hospital? Right? He was kind of the heartthrob at the time on General Hospital. The daytime drama, i.e. soap opera. Pretty sure that was Rick Springfield. If I'm not mistaken. Here you go. It's for you, Carol. And, you know, he was a decent guitar player. Here you go. All those skills on display. A little three-man ensemble here. Yeah. I've got a Rick Springfield story, by the way, we're going to share with you in just a second. Hey. This is what Carol tells Wayne on a daily basis. <laughs> Sorry. All right, so my Rick Springfield story goes like this. 
back in 2004, we bring you all these great Hall of Fame liners, and I was there for the John Elway induction, being a Broncos lifer. I had to be there. We did the show from out there, and of course, uh, we were on Radio Row. And we got to interview all these Hall of Famers, and it's you know still to this day one of the most wonderful and surreal experiences that I've had, being able to sit there and oh, here comes whomever you want to throw in there, and and you sit down and they do the interview. Uh, where we stayed at the time, there was a, a hotel, and then a, adjacent from us, there was a, a restaurant. I wish I could remember, a bar type of, uh, type of restaurant that had a small outdoor concert area in the back. And the back of the, the establishment that had this area kind of faced the highway. And where we were in our hotel, we were uh, pulling in, myself and my then-producer, Brian Brubaker, and we got in, and it said, tonight only, Rick Springfield. And we're thinking, really? Wow. And wait a minute. We're not only we're at the Hall of Fame, but we get a chance to go and see Rick Springfield? Yes. Yes, we did. So we kind of hopped the fence. They had all these tables set up. There were, I mean, still to this day, this is 2004, so this was, what, 18, 19 years ago. So he was still fine, you know. Women lined up everywhere, and, and we sat there. He played all of his hits. He was funny. He had a good band behind him. I mean, it was it was nice little jam session. We got to see Rick Springfield for nothing. That's my Rick Springfield story. And it was fine. Had a few beverages. Then the next day, we were there for the Hall of Fame induction. So, pretty good weekend. <laughs> But that was my Rick Springfield experience. I don't know. There's probably people asking. There's probably two or 300 people there. It wasn't a huge area. I don't know why he was there. I don't know if at that point he was just looking for any kind of gig. I don't know if he was just returning a favor to the owner. But he was jamming, man. He was absolutely jamming. And that's my Rick Springfield story. See, I went with... I've done everything for you because, you know, Jesse's girl's too obvious. All right? I, I didn't want to do Jesse's girl. Can't, can't really do that. What was the name of that album? Working Class Dog. Is that right? Off the top of my head. Is that right? Later on, he had a song called Souls that I liked a whole lot. It was from a different album, but it was, that was a good song. All right, now I'm going down the Rick Springfield rabbit hole here. Thanks to Carol. Wayne says, yes, that's exactly what she tells me on a daily basis. Yeah, I, I figured. I, I'm just doing the math here, Wayne. That's all I'm doing. Just doing the math. <laughs> next, uh, well, this Sunday, not next Sunday. This Sunday, of course, is the uh, championship games of the NFL. I'm holding true by my picks. We have an Eagles fan uh, that I work with at Radford, Frank West, who is a diehard Philadelphia sports fan. And uh, he, uh, you know, I, I did pick the Giants. And, of course, I got completely uh, rebutted, <laughs> to say the least, by the Eagles. So he made fun of me yesterday. And then he heard me with David Smith pick the 49ers, which I did. I picked the 49ers to win on Sunday. So, 
We'll see what happens there. And I think the Bengals are going to win. I went with both road teams and conference championship games, which I know is making picks just absolute suicide. But, hey, 49ers defense is the truth. And sometimes when you cruise in a divisional round, you come back the next week and there's a lot of assumptions teams make. I think that's kind of what happened to the Chiefs last year. Although they didn't cruise into the championship game. You remember they had that game against the Bills that got the playoff overtime rules changed and then they weren't ready for Joey Burrow. But the Bengals just seem like they're on a mission. Burrow in particular just seems like it's time. He's just he's just playing at a, such a high level right now. And I don't know about Mahomes' health. And I know it comes down to Brock Purdy, who hasn't lost. It's an incredible story playing in an NFC Championship game in Philly against that crowd. The weather, I think, is supposed to be worse in Kansas City than in Philly. So it shouldn't be a factor. But does he continue to have the same composure that he does that he has shown in that environment. That's going to be a big part of it. It's easy when you have Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel, George Kittle, right? When you have those weapons in place and that offensive line, it's a little easier to get into the flow. And you know that defense is going to keep you in just about every ball game that you play, which is a fact, right? They're not going to get blown out because they don't allow – very many yards or very many points. But this guy right now has basically become the modern-day Tom Brady story. He got a chance to play Mr. Irrelevant. Now, Brady wasn't Mr. Irrelevant. He was a six-round pick out of Michigan. But here he is now. He has them playing in the NFC Championship game. Let's just say this. You know, I don't care about, you know, Trey Lance at all. I don't care about Jimmy Garoppolo at all. If this guy takes them to the Super Bowl, he's your starting quarterback going forward with this football team, right? He has to be. I mean, there's no way you make a change there. They gave up a lot of draft capital to get Trey Lance. Well, he hasn't been able to stay healthy. And even before that, there was a lot of questions about whether he was going to be that guy. Now there'll be even more. They were ready. As a matter of fact, they were they were done with Jimmy Garoppolo and then it just worked out that he stayed there because he couldn't work out a deal with anybody else. And sure enough, he ended up being a big impetus to their turnaround. He was he was pretty good before he got hurt. And here is Brock Purdy against Jalen Hurts in the NFC Championship game. Jalen Hurts, it's only been about two years since he was in this spot. People were asking the same question. Can he be a franchise quarterback? Well, he's responded with a resounding yes. Yes, I can. Purdy trying to do the same. And it's a league that's dominated by the quarterback. AFC's got two of the best going head-to-head in Burrow and Mahomes, although Mahomes' health is something they're going to keep on the down low until we find out when we watch the game on Sunday, right? How he takes that first snap, how's he walking around. Then you have Hurts in his first NFC Championship game and Brock Purdy in his. So the teams are good all around, but it seems like that in terms of San Francisco, the support they give this quarterback who wasn't expected to even make the roster has exceeded what he's doing, even though he's not hurting them. He's not necessarily crushing every game. 
Jalen Hurts has become just this great two-way threat. Jalen Hurts seems like this great dude, by the way, doesn't he? Not easy to do what you do. Oklahoma, Alabama, right? A lot of criticism, a lot of things he had to put up with watching the rise of Tua. Gets taken in the league, he's doubted again. But he just seemed, every time I see him in an interview, he doesn't have any regrets, he doesn't complain about anything. He's just, he just seems like a guy you really want to pull for, Jalen Hurts. And we'll see. That Eagle team's got it going on. Offensively, they've got uh, so many ways to hurt you. Getting A.J. Brown, boy, what a shrewd move that was last draft day. Let's talk about that. What in the world were the Titans thinking? By the way, they're not in the postseason. Who's our best player? A.J. Brown. Okay, um, let's just trade him. Uh, uh, Okay. (laughs) Let's just trade him. (laughs) The Eagles have drafted well. You get Donta Smith on one side. The offensive line is the truth. So I just hope we have a better championship Sunday than we had divisional round Sunday and Saturday. Weren't a lot of great games last weekend. I mean, none of the games were excruciatingly close. None of them had any of the spine-tingling nature that makes the NFL playoffs so special. Oh, there's Frankie. Fly, Eagles, fly. Yeah, I'm giving you props, Frankie. And I accepted my, uh, my ribbing by you when I picked the Giants. I did. Just have to, had to admit it to Frank. Hey, they just kicked their tail, man. I was wrong. Goes back to the old Happy Days episode with uh, Fonzie, right? I was wrong. Fonzie could never admit that he was wrong. He couldn't say the word. People are like, Happy Days, Fonzie. Who's what's that? All right, <laughs> we're taking a break. Coming back, wrap it up. Hour two. Remind you what's ahead in our Hall of Fame Power Hour. Don't forget, we have Radford and Longwood tickets. If you want to go to the game, just call me up. National television tomorrow night. Commonwealth Clash inside the Dedman Center on a Thursday. We'll be back to wrap up Hour 2 after this. Whoa, time out. Big Dog Sports Talk is taking a time out. Now, hold on, wait a minute. Time out. You want to say that one more time without the sarcasm? BTSD will return in a moment on WRAD. <laughs> This is handsome Jimmy Vane, the boogie-woogie man, professional wrestler. I'll tell all my people, listen, listen to Rick Watson. Yeah! Temple of the Dog. All right, we're heading into the uh, break here. Send us into our third hour of the Power Hour here on a Slide Over the Hump Wednesday. Bill Roth, the Roth Report, will lead it off. Then we'll be followed by David Teal. Good stuff today. Good conversation. Had a lot of fun here in hour number two. I always have fun with the uh, the pop culture conversations we have outside of sports, music in particular. And it's nice to know I'm not nearly alone in my whole Pink Floyd angst. 
Rainy this morning. Be safe. Not a heavy rain at all. Just a slight, slight drizzle outside of our studios here in Fairlawn right now. All right, hour three coming up. Bill Roth will get his take on the big win against Duke. The women have a big game tomorrow night as well against Duke. Catch up on the SMA. All sorts of stuff coming up with the voice of Virginia Tech football, Bill Roth. When we return, leading off our number three on the program.